Darling Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to charting sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another terrific Tuesday for... <laughs> well, hey, it's Torch Report 483, but happy Halloween. Today is October 31st, 2023. Uh, we have Torch Report 483, The Strange Drift. In human consciousness, I think you will find a little bit of a spooky subject today. Because when things don't add up, friends, we just we have to go looking for some clues. And you know, there's something that's been bugging me about the uh, the media's unrelenting attention and fixation on the Middle East. Now, you may recall, since the outset of this latest and greatest Israeli-Hamas war, and, you know, it, there have been many, 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 many such wars, mind you, but this one has just seemed different over there in the Middle East. Uh, it, it, it's not different because of the shock and awe baby beheading headlines or the first-person shooter-style footage of the horror. Um, all of that, of course, left an indelible mark upon the public's consciousness. But what really has seemed different to me this time, of course, is the timing of it all. It was the synchronized flip of the switch, and everything else all of the sudden just disappeared. You know, the <clears throat> excuse me, the Biden family crime syndicate, you know, the, the bank statements funneling money to the big guy, the quid quo pro, fire the prosecutor or you ain't getting your money, you know, <clears throat> the government records being stashed behind the Corvette in a private unsecured garage, some 82,000 emails where the sock puppet president was using three different fake names. Remember all of that? Never mind all of that, friends. Did you hear about those political prisoners rotting away in the D.C. gulag for exercising their perfectly natural rights to protest a rigged election. How about that funky, clunky stage show trial, wherein numerous testimonies were known to be patently false, evidence was in fact altered, and deliberate lies were told under oath with a straight face? How about that endless barrage of propaganda, haranguing anyone who mentions such things, making the truth-tellers out to be some sort of domestic extremist? Friends, do you remember? How many people are talking about the weaponization of the federal government colluding with big tech to silence political dissent and censor free speech. How many people are talking about those 87,000 armed IRS agents who were hired to track down and crack down on the super rich tax evaders? Or the fact that many in this army, this army of government agents, uh, as a matter of fact, they just lowered their sights. Now they're going to target everyday average American Americans, uh, quote, as many as 90% of the new IRS audits using the Inflation Reduction Act resources would come from individuals making less than $400,000. Don, don, don. Hey, wait a minute. That's not what they said. They were only going to crack down on the super rich. They lied. So what? Friends, so what? Everyone pretty much knew that was going to happen. I mean, Kevin McCarthy, Kevin the schmuck McCarthy, he had come right out and told everybody uh, that the IRS was going to be targeting people making less than $75,000 a year, citing the Congressional Budget Office, no less. But he, of course, was fact-checked into oblivion and has since been properly disposed of anyway. Friends, did you catch the sleight of hand there? 
I know I'm just running my mouth. I'm throwing a lot out there like taking a drink from a fire hose. But did you catch the choose your own adventure option to believe whatever the hell you want to believe? <laughs> you know, did you notice how everything I said is entirely controversial? It's not being talked about because everything's about Israeli and Hamas. Israeli Hamas. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, and really... You know, these controversial subjects, you know, if you were to talk to somebody who wasn't steeped in uh, in the know, so to speak, then you would find that nobody really knows what to believe anymore. Nobody really knows what's true anymore. So choose your own adventure. Believe whatever the hell you want. The question is, who do you trust? And friends, I like to say the torch report is the truth you can trust, not because I ask you to take my word for anything, but because I do all this research and write the reports and put the links out there so you can develop your own informed perspective. But who do you trust? Do you trust the government? We're going to be getting deep into that here today, but I want, I want to just acknowledge here that half the country probably thinks that I'm a raving lunatic just for bringing this stuff up, this stuff that's not being talked about. This stuff that is absolutely important, much more important than wars and rumors of wars in far off places. But again, just like that, the flip was switched. The switch was flipped. And uh, and here we are. Oh my gosh. Newsflash. Newsflash. Oh my gosh. They might arrest Donald Trump again. They might arrest him. <laughs> Friends, I can't even take it. It's Halloween. It's spooky. It's insane. Hey, have you heard about uh, Vlodimir, the jackass Zelensky? He's very angry with the West right now. He feels betrayed by his Western handlers, despite them sending him some $150 million just in the last week. Right now, today, they're voting on another $61 billion more for him today. But he's really angry at the West because all of a sudden, he's no longer the center of attention. And of course, friends, lest you forget... According to Mitch the Glitch McConnell, funding funding an endless war in Ukraine is, ab is absolutely the number one priority of the United States, uh, at least according to most Republicans right now. And I, I did put a uh, link to the video in the report today, friends. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com to check out Mitch the Glitch McConnell. Listen to the turtle talk. And he says the number one priority of the United States is sending, you know, funding the war in Ukraine. Okay, that was last week. That was, well, two weeks ago. That was right up until they flipped the switch. And then all of a the sudden, they flipped the switch and everything just disappeared. Now, there's only one thing. Now there can be only one. There is only this one thing. It's Israel and Hamas at war. That's the only thing anybody should care about. Israel and Hamas are at war. You know, Muslim Americans are telling Biden he's not going to get their votes without a ceasefire in Gaza. You know, Palestinian Americans are, are breaking fundraising records. I mean, they're just raking in the dough uh, even as these Palestinian Americans continue to break the law interrupt congressional hearings, take over the Brooklyn Bridge, storm Capitol Hill, and spew hate-filled genocidal rhetoric all across the fruited plains. Meanwhile, <laughs> friends, other media outlets are painting this whole picture about Israel and Hamas this way. They say Netanyahu's holy war vows to resign Hamas to the dustbin of history. The Wall Street Journal says the battle of civilization is not only Israel's war. New Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, symbolizes a new turn for the religious right. 
town hall says our nation, our, it is our national and our Christian duty to support Israel. Friends, I want to just pause and think about what they're saying right now. You know, they're saying that that this is a holy war. It's not just Israel's war. It's a battle for civilization. And of course, Mike Johnson now, we've got the religious right, this new political turn toward the religious right. We've got conservative pundits saying it's our national and our Christian duty to support Israel. But we've got the Palestinian and the Muslim Americans, you know, raging against support for Israel. <laughs> it's, it's, they're, they're creating their cognitive dissonance is what they're doing here. We are being told that uh, there are Jews now who are standing in solidarity with the utterly repulsive and rabidly anti-Semitic Rashid Tlaib. Uh, these Jews are demanding ceasefire in Gaza. These Jewish protesters and their quote-unquote allies, such as the radical domestic terrorist Judith Clark, who was once convicted and imprisoned for hijacking an armored truck and killing two police officers back in 1981. You know, together, Judith Clark and these Jews who are demanding a ceasefire in Gaza, they shut down... Grand Central Station in New York to demand an end. The Jews and the domestic terrorists were gathered together to demand an end to Israel's war on Gaza. And of course, the most impressive thing uh, pointed out, somebody pointed this out. It was actually a White House correspondent, uh, Simon Atiba. But he, he pointed out that all of these Jews who are now standing in solidarity with the Palestinian terrorists. <laughs> the most impressive thing about all of that is not the cognitive dissonance, but is the fact that they actually have matching t-shirts. They got matching t-shirts made up so that they could demonstrate their solidarity and their unified front from LA to Atlanta to Brooklyn, friends, all across the country. It just smacks of psyops. It smacks of orchestrated cognitive dissonance. And we were just talking about that. I put a link in the report. This is a tool of psychological warfare. They're irreconcilable. It doesn't make sense, but the mind has to go looking for something to make sense. So the mind's in search of a story. That's where the narrative comes in. So as the White House correspondent, Simon Atiba, he says, and I quote, is it not strange Conflict in the Middle East. Suddenly, protests in Washington, New York, Atlanta, Chicago, and several places in California with flags and shirts. They are also in Congress, Grand Central, Brooklyn Bridge, and virtually everywhere. Everything is just sudden, and it's fast, and it's organized. End quote. Exactly my point. Everything was just all of a sudden. It happened so fast, and it seems to be so organized. Now, why, oh, why might all of the public's attention be being trained upon this right now? I'm just going to throw a couple, uh, a little more flavor, a couple more things in here uh, to add some flavor to the absurdity of it all, friends. Consider the fact that Iran, Iran, the Iranian terrorists who are backing Hamas, they are now set to chair, to take over the chairmanship of the United Nations Human Rights Commission. That's also out this week. Germany is preparing for all-out war on the European continent. 
Democrats are running a last-minute write-in campaign for Joe the Sock Puppet Biden to help him avoid embarrassment in the New Hampshire primaries because somehow poor old Uncle Joe didn't manage to get his name on the ballot. This, too, is tearing at our consciousness. But lest ye fret, friends, don't worry about old Uncle Joe because according to Kamala Harris, there should be no doubt we're going to win this thing. We're going to win. And in a moment of unusual clarity and eloquence, she says this quote, When the American people are able to take a close look at election time on their options, I think the choice is going to be clear. We're going to win. Let me just tell you that. We're going to win. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but we will win. End quote, says Kamala, Kakala Kamala Harris. And... Even the, uh, the 60 Minutes interviewer in that interview said, wow, you say that with such confidence, okay? All of the things uh, heretofore, you know, all of the distractions put out on the table, what we have is a, you know, we have a perfect example of the, the arrogance of the ruling class elites. They're going to be continuing to push their agenda through while everybody's not paying attention to it. And I suppose that's really the perk of having the most sophisticated and inclusive voter fraud operation in American history. Just to quote good old Joe, you know, the Democrat Party now can and is, you know, brazenly define all the odds simply by pairing an inept diversity hire and decrepit criminal and relying upon the media and the algorithms to sufficiently warp reality in order to get out the vote. You know, that's perhaps why, and we'll turn our attention here now to the most important issue, perhaps that's why Biden wants to move fast on AI. I put a um, an annotated screenshot from the Associated Press today. Biden wants to move fast on AI safeguards and signs an executive order to address his concerns. As if Joe effing Biden can even comprehend artificial intelligence. Never mind that. First, I want to, you know, I feel inclined to point out that Joe Biden is not capable of moving fast on anything, not physically and certainly not mentally. But the second thing uh, annotated in the screenshot here I want to point out and bring to your attention is the, the sign that signals what this executive order is really all about. Friends, it's all about safety, security, and trust. Who do you trust to keep you safe and secure? You like how that works? The order itself, um, executive order, if you were to dig into it, I put the link there. You can dig, I mean, it's long, quite lengthy, in fact. And as you might expect, the executive order itself that's going to build your trust and keep you safe and secure, it's chock full of all kinds of woke agenda items. And just to give you a little taste, just a little taste of what's in this executive order, what it's designed to do, it's designed to take steps to expand partnerships with industry, academia, other agencies, and international allies to use AI tools to mitigate climate change risks. <laughs> yes, friends, you heard it here first. Uh, also, it's designed to develop tools that facilitate building foundational models useful for basic and applied sciences, including improving environmental and social outcomes. They're going to be using the AI to build models to improve social outcomes. Key here, okay? They're also, it's also designed to coordinate the development of AI and other critical and emerging technologies aimed at tackling major societal and global challenges. 
Hmm, I'm sensing a theme here. What else is this uh, EO designed to do? Well, it's designed to help uh, to, to advance equity, to advance equity by strengthening AI in civil rights in the criminal justice system and improving external stakeholder engagement to promote public awareness of the potential discriminatory uses and effects of AI. Oh my gosh, they have to train state, local, tribal, and territory authorities on the best practices for investigating and prosecuting civil rights violations and discriminations, and they're going to be doing it using AI. They'll be doing all of this to ensure rigorous regulations and engagement with affected communities so Americans can trust AI to advance civil rights, civil liberties, equity, and justice for all. Friends, reading through that executive order on this hallowed Halloween is like reading through a script right out of some Orwellian sort of horror movie, you know? You have to pay attention to their language. It says the federal government should lead the way to global societal, economic, and technological progress. The federal government should engage with international allies and partners in developing a framework to manage AI's risks and to unlock AI's potential for good. The federal government should work together to ensure that AI benefits the whole world. And rather than exacerbating inequities, uh, it has to benefit the whole world rather than exacerbating inequities, threatening human rights, and causing other harms, end quote. Friends, it all sounds so damn kumbaya, it makes me want to puke. So, but just to back up and be fair for a sec, you know, does AI have the potential for good? Why, yes, yes, it does. Can AI benefit the whole world? Why, yes, yes, it can. Should we be striving to lead the way in this? Well, sure, yeah. But having weaponized government agencies using AI to advance societal progress, to eradicate inequities, to mitigate climate change, I mean, what could possibly go wrong, you know? Biden's executive order, it actually refers to AI red teams. And immediately when I read that, my mind just jumped right to the red army, you know? But these red teams, these dedicated armies of indoctrinated individuals, they're going to identify flaws and vulnerabilities in AI systems, such as, such as, harmful or discriminatory outputs. Doesn't matter if they're accurate. It's a flaw if it's harmful and discriminatory. So we can't let the AI give honest answers because it might be harmful or discriminatory. And so this army of indoctrinated individuals, these red teams, AI red teams, are going to be in search of undesirable behaviors associated with the misuse of the system. And by golly, oh my gosh, they're even going to be using these systems, these AI advanced artificial intelligence systems for crime forecasting so they can predict future crimes using commercially available, all commercially available information floating around the web. <laughs> Fred, you can't make this stuff up, but perhaps, perhaps... The most alarming issue in all of this, the one that is not to be overlooked, is the fact that the government will now be using artificial intelligence to condition the public to trust the government. I'll say it again. The government is using AI to condition the public to trust the government, friends. No doubt. No doubt that will benefit the whole entire world, most especially the new world order. But it's the public's passive 
acceptance of this that I hold up as evidence of a strange drift in human consciousness, as if people are being lulled to sleep while there are bombs exploding all around them. The public is being conditioned to trust the very same people who exploit and abuse them. Friends, this is the most pressing issue of our time. Everything else is smoke and mirrors, and that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already, and of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with someone. Share it with anyone. Share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday. Have a very happy Halloween, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.